Heyo! Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show that highlights the best places to get a beverage in Arizona and introduces you to some of the people behind these places. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I get to sit down and chat with Matt Frosch from Peoria Artisan Brewery. Now, bear with me. At this time, I'm still struggling to get that perfect audio that I was looking for. And I even told Matt, hey, I want some background noise. So it's okay. I didn't quite understand how to level it, though. Right. So sometimes that background noise is a little bit noticeable. But the conversation was just awesome. Matt was just a great dude. uh, Super hospitable host is that a word right yeah so um (laughs) now i've got a much better setup uh so i made some changes in episode four you'll really notice a significant difference in the sound quality but still great show matt thanks for being part of this awesome episode sit back grab a drink enjoy the show So Matt, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this thanks awesome. for coming. This yeah. is great having you. This is uh, this is really cool. Matt gave me a tour of the lab. Right? You call it the lab, or is that just what I call <laughs> the brewery? The brewery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a science, man. Like there's so much like involved with it that I don't think a lot of people realize mm-hmm. like, the science that's involved with making beer. Yeah, it's right? a really critical component too. We've got to make sure that we have high quality and consistency from batch to batch, and so we use those techniques to make sure we uh, know what we're doing and we do what we do right. <laughs> right. Well, you do pretty well. You do, you. you do pretty well. Were you a home brewer? I was a home brewer, okay. yes. Yeah, for a couple of years before we embarked upon this adventure. Now, I'm not the brewer for our business, um, but I appreciate the science behind it and uh, definitely understand it. But it's not me back there uh, getting down and dirty and making things happen in that right. brewery. And it is dirty too, right? That's a dirty job, being a brewer. It, it is. I wouldn't say dirty is the right word, but okay. it's definitely intense. Okay. Uh, you're going to work up a sweat. You're going to yeah. have some really hot days, especially when it's 120 degrees Ooh. outside in the summer. And, and we're, we're direct fire here, so it uh, definitely gets warm back there. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of work. you got to like working to uh, be a brewer for sure. Yeah. I, I say dirty because of the sweat. Anytime I sweat, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's, yeah. that's too dirty no. for me. There's no doubt. No yeah. doubt at all. It doesn't take, I'm a big guy, so it doesn't take much for me to sweat. So, you know, <laughs> I might lose some pounds actually working back there. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't take much to yeah. actually, yeah. So this is just one of two places you guys have, right? That's right. About okay. three years ago, we opened up a small tap room down in historic Litchfield Park called the mm-hmm. Litchfield Tap Room. And uh, we still brew down there to this day. We have Joe's Porter is our brewer down there, and he's... Uh, Making magic happen one barrel at a time. Real small operation down there. Nice, and it's by the Wigwam Resort, right? Yes, just okay. uh, west of the Wigwam and north side of the little shopping complex there. Okay, you're, so your brewer's name is Porter. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's an interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, he put out <laughs> Joe's Porter one year, and there was a little bit of confusion as to how we came up with that name, the name of our brewer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, all right, I've always been curious, like, what do you know the difference between a porter and a stout? You know, is there a difference? There's, there's a lot of debate I've seen online, and I've done my own research and everything. And yes, there are differences. They are absolutely different beers, um, but it seems sometimes the boundaries get a little fuzzy. Yeah, you would think, okay, we got the World Wide Web. The world's information is at our fingertips, but sometimes you can't get a clear answer. Well, well, yeah. if it's on the internet, it's true. It is right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes, I've won many debates by false information off of the internet. <laughs> So, um, 
ingredients are like really important to you, right? Like you were telling me about the process, like the, the science behind um, timing, temperature, and all this. But on your website, I also read that uh, ingredients are like crucial for you guys, right? Absolutely. The right ingredients. So yes. About that. Yeah, well, I think uh, a lot of breweries nowadays, that's uh, a key element of operations is making sure that we secure uh, the right quality ingredients, the right quantities, and the right types. Um, and I mentioned when we were going through the brewery about how we have a hop contract. Yes. And, and so we do have a contract with a company uh, where most of our hops do come out of uh, Washington. Okay. And um, sometimes it can be challenging uh, sourcing the hops that we need. Um, at the quantities that we need them. Uh, so we have that arrangement. And I think another key component of getting the right ingredients in the area is that we, all, we always have fellow brewers to look towards. Uh, in some instances, if we can't find you know, a couple pounds of uh, citra, we call down the street and, and talk to some of our fellow brewers and we're able to uh, make a deal and, and make that happen and everything. So part of the community helps too, but uh, sourcing ingredients for beers can uh, be challenging. And that's something as we continue to grow as an industry that we're going to continue to face, not only on the hop side, but also on uh, our malting and other areas. Okay. So, and that's interesting that you can, you can reach out to another, another brewer, right? Quote, unquote, your competition. But from what I've experienced with the Arizona craft brewing community, it's a great community. Everybody is. Is, is helping with each other. And is that my accurate that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There, there is there's a lot of mutual support in the industry. We all do well, we all have good quality beer. We're all gonna do better as an industry. Um, not only is there obviously competition within um, the brewers here in Arizona, but there's also plenty of competition uh, next door um, and outside the state and also with uh, domestic brands. Right. Um, uh, we've got a, a fun uh, competition with here in right. most of the craft beer industry. Um, so I think it's it's a great quality of this industry that we'll reach out, help each other. We will compete. We, we've we've got uh, more of a friendly competition type of mentality. So yeah. that really brings a lot to the, to the just being in the industry here. It's about the relationships. It's really important. Yeah, you know that's a good point because I don't know. Sometimes things comp think competition has like a negative connotation to it, but competition makes you better. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes you better. Absolutely. You're supported. There's that camaraderie. So. Um, and I feel Arizona's craft beer industry, so I moved out here in 2008, and first couple years, there was, you know, breweries here and there, but mm -hmm. since 2011, I feel like Arizona's exploded. Yeah, craft beer. definitely have. And, yeah. and, the, and the Guild, if, if uh, Rob Fulmer from the Guild was here, he'd, he'd rattle off the numbers right away, so yeah. excuse me for my inaccuracies. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, several years ago, when I looked to uh, get started in the industry here in Arizona, that we were around 30 to 40 breweries uh, throughout the state, and that's quickly changed. And, and again, don't quote me on this, but I think we're somewhere around 90 right now uh, in all of Arizona. So it's really good to see, see the growth uh, occur. We've got a lot of people that are really passionate about, about the beer in the area and home brewing and they're looking to get involved in everything, which is just very, very challenging to continue to open up and, can only hope that we can continue to work together to ensure that these new breweries um, are able to start off with the highest level of quality that they can so that we maintain that reputation for craft beer here in Arizona and uh, we continue to uh, raise the water so that all breweries do really well. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, you guys definitely set the bar, I, I think, because, I mean, you've got, what are, like, some of your flagship beers? What are the ones that you guys always have? Uh, flagships would be Savannah Marie IPA, Baboo Black IPA, our Angus Boy Scottish Ale, our Lake Pleasant Pale Ale, which we're still working on uh, developing and, and getting to exactly where we want to see it. Um, and then we have a Honeysuckle Street Amber Ale that's named okay. after the location for the tavern down in the Park. Okay. So those are our core brands right now that we're really focusing on a lot. Um, I would say our Savannah Marie and our Haboob are exactly where we want to be. Our other uh, core brands, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. Boy, we're really playing with those recipes a lot yeah. um, and, and trying to figure out exactly not only where we want that beer style-wise, but also just that consistency, get that recipe exactly where it needs to be to have that consistent solid beer every time it pulls from that tap. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we're continuing to refine. And that's somewhat the reasons behind why we took the approach that we did with starting Peoria Artisan Brewery in Litchfield Park, which I heard quite a bit uh, about over the last few years. But we're here in Peoria now. We were able to start developing recipes and continue to refine those over time. Yeah, and that's tough. That's that's one thing we talked about when you were showing me around was is that consistency. You can make a great beer, but if it's different the next time somebody comes in, that's it's important to have that consistency. Yeah, for sure. Which I think is really interesting because each time I've come in here, you guys have different beers. It's like you guys take some risks. Like right now, there's a, there's a gingerbread beer, um, cranberry ghost, which I've never liked sours. Ghost, Ghost Seth? Is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's debate about that too. Just yeah, check yeah. the internet. It's right. the right way to say it. <laughs> I should have Googled this. Dang it. But I was, you know, I'm like, I always want to try different stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. I've never found one that I liked. I love this kind of Ghost Seth. This is, this is good. So you guys, that consistency is important, but you also seem to take risks on, on having some stuff like gingerbread beer and, and cranberry beers and things like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and we talked about the science behind the beer but also there, there's a huge percentage of creativity behind every beer. Mm -hmm. And uh, our brewer here in Peoria, Kevin Parsons, uh, was originally in the wine industry. And uh, he's, he's only been with us for about two and a half months and he's done a lot of amazing things incorporating fruits uh, into the beers and wanting to try some styles um, that as a brewery as, and as a business we haven't embarked upon yet. And that comes with the goza that he just did uh, and putting cranberries in there and the technique that he has for extracting fruits. I mean, he's not using purees. He's using raw fruits. He knows how to extract them from his experience in the wine industry. Um, and he's doing really amazing things. And as, as an owner, I think it's important to allow him that level of creativity. And every once in a while, he, he you know, hunkers down. He does those core flagships that we have to have the same every time. But if I asked him to do the same beer every single time, he'd probably look at me and, you know, go nuts. And right. so then he takes that creativity. And he did a prickly pear wheat that, uh, honestly, it was, to me, it was beyond just a beer. It had this uh, sparkling wine quality to it that was just uh, amazing. And he's out on a farm picking raw prickly pears and uh, prickers in his, in his fingers and everything. Yeah. I was picking out for the next week or so. And, it's just this, this beer, this bright pink color. It was just amazing taking that to festivals. It was a good time. So that creativity plays a huge role in what we do here with our beers. Yeah. I mean, and you, there's that pride, right? You have that pride of, like, you know, 
when you, like you said, you take that to a festival, to know that you allowed him to take that chance, and like it's an art. I mean, it's an art to be able to understand the, I guess, the essence of the ingredients, right? Not just like here's a recipe out there, this much of this, like right, he, right. like you said, extracting from the cranberries. Right. Yeah. No, he's back there titrating the goza with cranberry juice and yeah. determining the right proportions yeah. on a, a bench top scale about 50 milliliters and then he's uh, scaling that up for the beer that we had and, and I mean it's just the, the science behind it is so important but it's that creativity that's what uh, keeps his juices flowing so to speak and it's something that you know when you come into the door you're going to have those old favorites there but there's always going to be something different and unique too that you can try out right. and it keeps things a little fresh and and uh, doing that with other breweries too. We've got a Modern Times Tap Takeover um, this uh, Thursday coming up. They're they're new to Arizona, and uh, the, we've talked with their uh, salespeople out here, and, and they're bringing about six beers that we're going to put on tap, and um, not just to pull people in the door, but also have uh, the opportunity for people here in the Northwest Valley to get to experience a, a new brewery that they may have not had any chance to try out, and they're different beers and everything so it's really exciting to incorporate that component of different beers too right yeah and you guys so well with all the different types that you try do you how often do you have a new beer out do you, i think i saw on the website every tuesday you guys have a new beer down um in the litchfield tap room okay. that's for litchfield and okay. that's actually a fresh keg okay. so our rotation of beers allows us to put on a fresh batch on uh, tuesdays oh, nice. uh, down there okay um I'll say right now that we, we, we're brewing at least twice a week here in Peoria, and once every two weeks will be a uh, different recipe, so one of our non-flagships. So okay. that's where you get the, the pumpkin spiced ale that we've had, the gingerbread man that just came out last week, um, and the goza that we just put out yesterday. So every, every three to four weeks we'll put one of those beers in the kettle, and they'll come out two to three weeks after that and, and just keep things fresh and different yeah. and it might be a repeat like next year we're definitely going to do that that prickly pear again late yeah. in the season I would like to try that yeah, sure. it's yeah. pretty <laughs> it well. good. It went quick yeah, went quick. yeah. Uh, so another aspect of this this location here because I don't think you have, do you have a chef at the other we do not we okay. do not have it but that is one of the key I love food like, I'm a big dude <laughs> yeah, so I I'm love with food you. Yeah. I'm with you yeah <laughs> So the food here is amazing. Like you, you have a chef, right? The chef yes. is a part owner. Yeah, chef, yeah. chef Michael Mahalik. Uh, he uh, spent some time working with uh, uh, Chef uh, Stephen Jones, who's uh, behind uh, Desoto Marketplace downtown. Oh, gotcha. Great, great person. And uh, we were fortunate enough to uh, meet up with uh, Michael and uh, ask him if he'd like the opportunity to open up this location with us. Uh, he's been with us since uh, October of 2015. Uh, he's a great guy, him and his wife, Nicole. Uh, they're up here. They live near the brewery. Um, and every day he, he pours 110% into the food that he puts on the plates here. Um, and it's really um, important to us to incorporate the same amount of passion into our food that we do into the brews. Um, also, and, and we figured when we first uh, came up with the concept that why are we going to spend all this time and effort on beers and not put that same level of time and effort in on what we do in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. And it shows. 
It shows, yeah. The, my wife and I came, we have two daughters, they're five and three, so um, we came for brunch on Sunday, and I always go for a breakfast burrito. It's on the menu. I'm like, God, oh, this looks good. Let's, let me go with a breakfast burrito. But I was between that and the, the cheesy andouille shrimp grits. Yes. I don't know if that's the right order of the words, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter what's yeah. on the plate. Yes. Yeah. So I asked the server, I said, what, what, between this and without hesitation, she's like, cheesy grits, for oh, sure. Yeah. And I've, I've been, this was probably four months ago. I think about it probably every day, <laughs> yeah. every single day. So I'm excited after we're done with this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some for sure. Yeah, yeah I'll um, be joining you. <laughs> yeah. So no, the, I mean, the stuff that he makes is, it's, it's really good. So it's, there's so many things to this place that I love. The beer is excellent. The food is excellent. But the way you and I initially came in contact was through music. Yes. Right? So I have another podcast, the Mixtape Podcast, um, and um, I think somehow we just got connected. You liked one of our posts or something like that. Or uh, Oh, no, I tagged you in a, because in a, I had your, your uh, what was it, Red Bite? Yeah, yeah. The Red, Red Bite. Bite. Red yeah. Bite IPA. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you initially were like, the, the importance of music in this place is also a big factor too, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, we, um, we, we think it's important to create, continue to create that community environment, and I think one of the best components of that is uh, local artists uh, doing their thing here, yeah. um, and everyone having a good time. And we've been fortunate enough to have uh, a couple uh, artists that uh, frequent our place. Preston Phillip actually is a Peoria resident, and he's here often on about every three Friday nights. And uh, he sets up in the corner. We don't have a really large place, but uh, he, he does his thing. He jams. He's, he's got a total following up here. Uh, it's, really, it's really about community. And I think music is a big part of that. And it influences your environment. And I tell you, that the beers taste a lot better in a fun place, having a good time with great music, than they do, I don't know, mowing the lawn. Not that right. the beer mowing the lawn isn't bad or anything. Yeah. Not like we're many of us are on riders out here. Right, right? yeah. But, you know, there's nothing better than a lawnmower beer. But, yeah. boy, it's a lot better sitting down having that great beer with, uh, with some good jams going on. Yeah. So how do you do, like, because I always thought that that was something that should be a part of uh, of any place where you know your um, hospitality or whatever is deliberate music, right? So do you give the freedom of the of the people working to do you choose a channel like a Pandora channel, or how do you guys? Yeah, how we, does that work? We do actually for like everyday music. We do use uh, Pandora Business um, okay. for that. So it's a business version of what you can get online. Yeah, it's not free, right? <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> Um, but we, we try to keep the music uh, somewhere in the genre of, uh, say, the Black Keys nice. or Arctic Monkeys. So more of your alternative rock, uh, some newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sometimes do some of the uh, more classics, like Tom Petty going on. Nice. Hit John Cougar Mellencamp sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. so, so you got to stay true to that. And, and I think it's, it's important to, to have that variety um, where songs will come on that you may not have heard every once in a while, and you're thinking, wow, this is, I really enjoy the song. What's this? You know? yeah. And actually, when, when I'm cruising around in my truck, I keep a little pad of paper near me, and I'll write down artists every once in a while, and something comes up, and, and, and check it out later. And, and I, I think that component of just some, some different tunes along with local artists I mean, I, I live up here in North Peoria. Um, this has been my home since uh, 2009. Um, I love it up here. 
Um, we really don't have a large opportunity to have a lot of different musical acts in this area. Yeah, yeah. You're up. You're you're kind of tucked up in the yeah, corner. Yeah, we're, we're right bit. in south southern Nevada. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas. You know you're getting close to Peoria. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's. I mean, just overall, this this place is. I love it. It, it. It's a place you can bring your family. It's a place you can stop by, just have a beer. Um, so, what, what do you see? Like, where do you see this going? Like, what is your dream? Tell me, share your dreams with me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Get all sentimental on me yeah. here. I like long walks on the beach too. Oh, right? nice, nice. Okay. Um, You're in the wrong place then. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 I got a beach. I'll sell you. Beachfront property. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I think. Um, Obviously, we've invested everything that we've done here back into this business here, and we want to continue to uh, invest in our brewing operation here in uh, North Peoria, ensure that we have the systems and, and the items that we need to maintain the quality of the beers. Uh, so investing back into the business um, and working to expand to a, a position where we could actually start distributing our beers. Of course, we get occasional keg out every once in a while to some great establishments whether it's sit down on Indian School or uh, the Winding Cove, which is a great place. Um, we got ground control out of the West Valley that we've had beers at a couple of times. So some, some awesome places, but we'd really like to get the beer out there more. Um, and by that, we would have to significantly expand our brewing capacity. It's not going to happen in this place, but you know, maybe there's a site next door that's a little empty that one day we hope we can fill up and yeah. start getting some more brews out to some more people. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and I let, but it seems like your focus right now is just making your two locations solid. Yeah, like absolutely. It's like not looking far beyond and not seeing what's in front of you. It's, it's let's make this great. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we've got to focus on the core. And, you know, Litchfield Tap Room, it's, it's such a small place, but boy, it's so important to us. It's really where our heart is yeah. uh, down there because it was the, the beginning of, of where we are now and uh, what what our partner, Neil uh, Farrell, did with uh, starting Litchfield Tap Room and getting that going. I mean, he put so much uh, blood, sweat, and tears and, and many, many, many hours into that place. And yeah. It allowed us to get to where we are with this place today and just continuing opportunities there there in Litchfield Park and also here in Peoria and, and getting out beer to people because I mean it's not just about a liquid in a glass but by getting beer out to people what I'm saying is that just share our passion and our craft and that's how we do it it's just through that medium we're, we're going to continue to do that through the years yeah so okay so how do people find you like where, where I know we know you're, you're by the Wigwam Resort and someone said how do I get to your so yeah, you follow the North Star. <laughs> Just keep going, right? Yeah, so, that is true. <laughs> so we're we're right off the of Lake Pleasant Parkway uh, in the intersection of Deer Valley and the Camino or Lago uh, Marketplace. Okay. Uh, we got a big old Walmart here in the shopping center, so usually people are familiar with where Walmart is. Right. Yeah. Just look for that little place on the corner at the other uh, lake. Um, but uh, we're if you're on the way to the lake, we're definitely. Uh, on the way by. Nice. And now we're not out there. I mean, we're not out of booties. I'm like, right. <laughs> you sound like that. <laughs> yeah. keep going. If you've been 40 minutes, you haven't seen a person, you're in the right, yeah, right, the right, right path. Right. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. So no, we're, uh, and we got uh, Surprise in Sun City right down the street. 99th okay. is uh, right there. So we got a lot of great customers that come up from that area, especially this time of year when our snowbirds have come back into town, which we really love our snowbirds. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And then uh, you guys on social media, like Instagram, oh, yeah. I follow Facebook, you on Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. 
Um, our website, we got a real nice website, if yes. I do say so myself. Yeah. We a local business owner that's since uh, moved to uh, Colorado actually uh, put that together for us. And we maintain it now, but he's, he's done a great job of yeah. working with another local business to do something. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. And hey, Matt, thanks, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So guys, come out, try their beer, try it. The shrimp and dewy cheesy grits combination. <laughs> I don't know the order the words. It doesn't matter. So thanks, dude. I really yeah. appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website at tapthataz.com. From there, you can actually link to the Facebook and Instagram pages. The Instagram handle is tapthat underscore az. The next episode is going to be a little bit different in the sense it's not necessarily going to be a beverage place, but Ray Del Muro from Refresh Glass is doing some pretty awesome things with recycled wine bottles. Almost 1 million recycled wine bottles so far, to be more specific. You'll find out more in the next episode. You don't want to miss it. Until next time, remember, stay awesome.